Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. I hope you scurvy dogs have had a great week. I know I have, and we've got some news to talk about today. So first things first, patch notes and a new episode from Rare's Sea of Thieves has finally dropped. Number 16, it's the first in a while, and it's a return to form. First up on today's docket, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the patch notes. Nothing too specific, but we did get some really cool stuff that actually gives me hope for future patches as well, too. So first, the patch notes released Pirate Legendary Ship Customizations. And they specified that this was the first Legendary Ship Customizations, not the Legendary Customizations. So... There is a chance that Pirate Legends may actually get to look different from each other if this is quote-unquote the first of many to come. So if you go down into the Shipwright shop in the Legendary Hideout, you too can purchase yourself some brand new ship hull, ship sails, and a figurehead down in the hideout. And I'm just going to let you know right now, save your money because this stuff is really expensive. We're talking 900,000 gold pieces for the full set. That's right. Each piece is 300k. We're going to get a unicorn figurehead, which this unicorn figurehead is sick. It looks amazing. Its horn and its eyes glow green at night. So there's no way you're never going to know that there's a pirate legend coming after you if you're sailing around because this horn will let you know and it's going to kill you. The uh, pirate sails are a gold and yellow combination with the green Athena's fortune emblem in the middle and I've heard a lot of people talk that this isn't really that extravagant it's not really exciting I agree but at the same time it's it's the first stuff that we're starting to see so I would like to see some different stuff come down the line but for the fact that for, for the sake that this is the first pirate legend customizations that they can put on their ship it's nice to see that they're going to be running around with something a lot more unique than just the typical level 50 color stuff now when i hit level 50 with all of my reputations i'm not probably i'm probably not going to go with the rogue sea dog stuff because i see that a lot i actually kind of want to go for the gold hoarder stuff the uh, the red and the gold figurehead or uh sails and and ship colors those look really good to me and they really pop and i want to see that out on the sea i want to see what it looks like when i'm like out on a ship or i'm on the island and i'm looking at my big beautiful ship so kind of looking forward to that but this brings up a very interesting question that i have for the rare team that i hope that if they're listening they can actually address this and i i posted a tweet about this but Looking at some of their promotional material back in the day when they were just kind of talking about what Sea of Thieves is, they showed off some excellent different sails and skins. And I'm talking about stuff that we played in the beta, like a gold and purple fleur, uh, what was it? It was a fleur de lis and a black, white, and red shark jaws. So it was like a, a jawbone with all the teeth on the on the front of the the ship and the sails. I want to know where that stuff is. Can I can I have that? How how do how do I get that stuff? Let me know. I I would love to be able to find that stuff. So it's kind of disappointing that that stuff isn't in the game. I'm hoping that because it's actually 
something that was developed for the game that eventually we'll find out how to get it. Maybe it's an unlockable that we just haven't found yet. Maybe it's something that's a, a reward for future content. But either way, I hope that it's accessible for other people. I hope that we're able to kind of go around and start seeing different ship colors and being able to differentiate between ships because as it is, a lot of people seem to be running around with the same kind of Admiral Hull, Sea Dog uh, figurehead, and Sea Dog sails, which really makes it tough if you're trying to partner with other ships and using something to communicate over far distances would be great if I knew which ship I was trying to talk to because they all look the same. So some of the other things that we're going to be getting in the beta or the patch that came last uh, Wednesday are sound effects. Uh, players will now hear a sound effect when they open a lore book and when a Merchant Alliance contract has expired. Now, the Merchant Alliance contracts, I'm going to let you know right now, a lot of people are doing this. I don't know how I personally feel about it because I just like to play the game. But a lot of people are dropping a voyage, whether it be for any of the three alliances. And if it has riddles, they cancel it. If it doesn't have four skeleton captains, they cancel it. If it doesn't have gold something animal in it, they cancel it. And it's kind of a bummer because I feel like it's going back to the whole gaming the system. You, I mean, you're gaming the game, essentially. You're trying to find the best bang for your buck out of the game instead of just going out and adventuring. So I understand people's time is very valuable. And something that I would like to recommend that Rare do to fix this is take a look at a player's reputation. Look at the voyages that they have available to them and say, hey, you know what? I know that... Not everyone is going to have three to four hours to play the game at one sitting because you really do have to do it in one sitting. You can't pause the game. You can't leave your chess on an island and then hope that you come back tomorrow and those are there. That's just it's it'd be cool, but it's not going to happen. So here's what I would like to recommend to Rare. And this is something that I actually uh, was talking with with Chris Johnson from the Player One podcast about. And he let me uh, he let me kind of take this idea and kind of run with it for the episode. But the idea is. We have three slots available to us with every alliance, and that's mostly just there to kind of show like, okay, here are three voyages you can pick up. There are different uh, voyages, but they're all basically the same thing. The text on there, nobody reads that stuff. Nobody knows like who they're taking these chickens to. Nobody cares what the name of the captain is because there's no lore in the game that really develops this world to let us know like why we should be going for these people to do these things or why we should be going to kill these people so here's my recommendation kill that stuff it's nice to have that little flavor text the first slot on the on the left hand side make that a short day voyage so that that voyage can be accomplished in anywhere between 20 to an hour the middle voyage make that a middle or a, a uh, medium long voyage so that you can accomplish it anywhere between an hour and two and a half hours. And then the third slot, make that available for long voyages. People that are willing to sit down and really kind of grind out some time in Sea of Thieves. Make that a long voyage. Make that three hours to six hours. And that way, you can pick up three of any one of those ones. So if you want three short voyages, you just go over there and you grab three short voyages for that alliance or for any of the alliances. And if you know that you're going to have more time, then you can pick like a couple medium and maybe a short 
Or maybe you want to pick up just one medium and that will accomplish all of your game time that you've kind of set aside because you really do have to set aside some time for this game. And especially if you want to play with someone that you know. So that's kind of my recommendation. Let's get some time day, like some, some days equated to how long it takes the voyages. We had this back in beta and that was the conversation that I was having with Chris about this was back in the beta, we had the ability to see how long it would take to accomplish a voyage, one day, two days, half a day, something like that in game to let us know about how long it should take. So with that, I also went digging through some of the old promotional videos to see like what other things that they had in there that was kind of interesting to see why they took that out. And that was also with turning in voy or turning in items, chests, goblets, skulls, that kind of thing. They would show you like the actual item that you turned in and what it was that you turned in. And then right below that, in big letters, it showed you the value of what you turned in. Currently, it shows up in the top right corner, just below our, our actual gold bank. And I don't really like it up there, because it doesn't really tell me what item was what. Especially with some of the lag that we're still occurring, or that we're, that we're still kind of seeing in-game. It's hard to discern, okay, well, I turned these things in... And I didn't really keep track of the order, and they're popping up so slow, I can't really decide, like, okay, was the chicken 42 gold, or was the seafarer's chest 982 gold? I'm not quite sure, because I I haven't been playing the game that long, To not me personally, but uh, someone who hasn't been in the game long can't really discern value based on the system. Now, if it popped up on the bottom of the screen, it said, seafarer's chest, turned in, here's a picture of it, and it's worth... 250 gold you'd be like okay well now i know that's how much that is so when i go around and i'm sailing and i see something i can assign a value to that item a lot easier than if i was just turning in one chest at a time and remembering or writing down or taking a screen grab or however you want to do it to try and find out what that item's value is so two suggestions that i want well actually three i want the beta sales and ship hulls I would like to have the days assigned to each voyage and then have designations in the voyages for each alliance to let me know short, medium, long, so I can decide how long I want to be playing and pick the voyage that's appropriate for that. Then I also want to have the values for each item I turn in present on the front of the screen when I turn it in so that I can start assigning proper values to items so I don't have to worry what goblet in the stronghold keep is the most valuable because I can't remember because I've only done three or four forts and it's hard for me to remember okay well is that flagon really like 300 or is that more of like 150 and is that ornate, or, or, ornate bobble 500 I don't know anyway that's kind of my point that's kind of what I'm going with right now I, sorry, I got out of, I was going over patch notes and I went on a tangent, so I apologize for that. But uh, going back the to the patch notes, spring cleaning, uh, it's now easier to place chests and skulls on shelves in the captain's cabins, uh, in the captain's cabin, and to drop items overboard. This is so true. I have had so much better, or so, so much of a better experience actually trying to place items. I can throw it on the, the voyage table, I can put it up on a shelf, I can put it on the bed, I can put it on the anchor, I can do all kinds of stuff with these items now. And also, if I run up to a cliff with a, a, a chest or a powder keg and I want to toss it over the, the side or down below, 
it's not going to get stuck on the actual island anymore. So I'm not going to have these Spider-Man chests on the side of Thieves' Haven staring up at me, like, mockingly, be like, oh, did, did you actually want this, Seafarers? You're going to have to figure out how to how to drop down and grab it in midair, uh, like some sort of magician, because that's that's what I'm, I'm holding right here for you. I'm Spider-Man. So... That's good to see. I'm glad to see that we're getting some good changes with some of the physics or some of the way that items interact with the environment. That's nice to see. Uh, a couple other things. I'm just going to burn through these real quick. PC only controller remapping. We've added a push to talk to the list of actions players can rebind on the controller. Thank you. Uh, voyage description text has been increased in size and should now be easier to read from, from a distance. Thank you. I'm old. Uh, trading companies now inform you when you have reached the voyage purchase limit for the day. Refreshes at 6 a.m. in game time. Now, that's very specific because it is in game time. And it's nice to see that they're uh, they're limiting this so that you can't farm out or sell uh, Pirate Legend voyages. It is a very, it's a big problem that I've seen on Reddit a couple times. Well, not a big problem. It's a small problem in, on Reddit that I've seen a couple times. And they've kind of put it in a fix to try and keep people from trying to be incentivized to sell pirate legend voyages because there's only a limited number and they can't really capitalize on that uh let's see what else we've got we've got improved performance on high resolution pcs running at lower na lower than native resolution you're welcome captain logan uh that little bit i added but that is exactly what I'm running into. Because I stream, I typically lower the resolution of my game. And I have a high-end PC, and it typically runs really well at 4K, uh, 50 frames per second on average, when I'm not streaming. But when I'm streaming, it usually has to drop down to be able to accommodate the amount of stuff that I'm putting into the, the amount of PC power that I'm putting into streaming to playing it to communicating with other people as well too so glad to see that uh, the number of instances of rubber banding and teleporting players has been reduced reduced not eliminated I had a tough time last night dealing with this uh, when we were taking on some damage and uh, having to bail out water because of a chest of sorrows and it was um, it was raining at the same time so I'm glad to see that they're reducing it I'd like to see it eliminated but I can't always get what I want all the time instantly that's unfortunate uh, let's see uh, PC push to talk option will reset to default disabled between sessions this bug has been fixed and will be added to a future update I'm glad because every time I go into a game, I always have to reset the whole push to talk thing for some reason. I'm not sure why, because I use keybinds, uh, not keybinds, but I use mouse buttons for Discord and I use mouse buttons for in-game chat. So that way I can talk with who I am talking with in the party, be able to communicate with people in game on different keybinds and then have an open mic for my stream. So I'm really glad to see that they're working on this fix, that it's coming in the next patch, probably next Tuesday or Wednesday. You will be able to have that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That was a mouthful. Thank you for sticking with me for that whole little bit. So in a nutshell, that was basically the the patch notes, how I feel about them, what I'm looking forward to, and kind of going forward, I would like to see some changes made to the game that will hopefully be some quality of life improvements. I mean, if there's something that I talked about that really kind of resonates with you, feel free to let me know. There's a couple ways that you can do that. I'm over on Twitter, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. That's typically where I'm the most active. 
I also have an email address, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You feel, feel free to uh, send me emails or information, things like that. Um, you can also reach me on my Discord. Uh, the Discord is a keelhauled podcast, but it does cover other stuff too. Um, I've got different channels for, for feedback, for movies, for TV, for games, for consoles. So feel free to jump in there. Links to that are going to be in the show notes as well as uh, links to my other social media areas. You can also follow me on Twitch ever at twitch.tv forward slash C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. I typically stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays later in the evening around 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So it'd be about 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I do apologize because of my work schedule. That's just when I get home, when I'm able to kind of get things set up and get going. And I typically stream for uh, two to three hours. But VODs are always available. I try to make it as as available to anyone if they want to watch it. Let me know if you want some of this stuff on YouTube, because I don't really upload this stuff to YouTube, but I do have a Captain Logan YouTube as well. So if that's something you're interested in, that's how you usually consume uh, the, the content, let me know. Let me know if that's something that you're interested in. All right, next up on today's docket, just a quick little note that I want to let you guys know about. I finally hit two months. Today is actually the two-month anniversary for the podcast. I've been doing this for a couple months ever since I found out about the game uh, back in January and started watching it. And I want to let you know that the reception that I have received from everyone putting on reviews, getting in touch with me on the Xbox app has been amazing. I love hearing from you guys and I love all the effort and time that you put into reviewing the show giving me the five-star rating it's great I love the reviews too Um, I'm happy to hear that what I'm doing works best for you if there's anything you want me to change or anything that you'd like me to kind of work work towards uh, feel free to let me know as well too but I'm glad to see that uh, ever since I started this podcast, it's been a slow crawl up and getting more and more popular and more and more people are starting to hear it. And I love that you guys are sharing it with others too, because I'm getting hit up from people that I don't, I've never heard of that just letting me know that they love the show. And I love doing the show to you or to not to you for you. So thank you. Uh, it's, it's great. I can't wait to find out what the next month or two months or six months get, brings us. And I want to let you know that I'm fully committed to this game and I still love playing this game. This game is so good. I feel like uh, I'm at, let's see, what are my reputation levels at? I want to say I'm around 37 gold hoarders, 33 order of souls, and I've been grinding a lot of Merchant Alliance, so I'm up to 27 or 28 with that. So ugh, it's going to still be a while before I hit Pirate Legend. But the fact that I've been able to play with a lot of people from the podcast lately, as well as some friends uh, that I normally play with, has been great. Because it's really let me know like just how much people love playing this game. And it's been fun to, to, to have experiences with you as well, too. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Let's get into the next topic. All right, so we got ourselves another podcast. And I actually thought that we were going to be getting it later on, but I'm so excited that we actually got one just this quick, this quick. So I'm, it's been a while. I, I listened to 1 through 15. Almost, I binged it really hard as I was waiting for the game to come out. In February, I burned through all 15 episodes from the last two years very quickly. And I have a lot of time at work, even though I get my job done. I want to let you know I do get my job done. But 
I had a lot of time at work to be able to listen to these. And it was really informative to kind of understand where rare was coming. Where rare? Where rare? Uh, where rare was coming from when they were building this game and the, the journey that they've been on these last couple of years doing the podcast, kind of explaining it. But we're not going to talk about those. We're going to talk about podcast episode number 16 with, of course, my favorite, Joe Neat, Mike Chapman, Craig Duncan. Join John McFarlane and Emma Bridal to talk about the first month of Sea of Thieves since launch. Now, if you are listening to this for the first time, go back and listen to the other stuff, too, because it's still relevant, even though it's still time based. So, yeah, there's some things they can't talk about that we know now. But coming from their perspective and learning from a lot of the different community members that are on the team, whether it be art design, sound design, really interesting stuff. But this one was kind of a return to form, kind of a, a resetting, getting back in the groove, kind of talking about some of the stuff that they experienced in the first month post-launch. So as always, you can use the hashtag Tavern Talk on Twitter to ask questions for the podcast. I recommend it because I usually do it. And it seems like this rebooting is, is to try and help get the studio back in their groove. Um, John McFarlane talks about making sure that there's some sort of video each week to keep players and the community up to date with what's going on. And I really love that because it's it's nice to know that something's coming each week that I can look forward to, uh, that I can talk about with you so that you don't necessarily have to sit down and watch a 15 to 20 minute video if you don't have that time and you can kind of get a, a digested version through me. Uh, I love having that. So a lot of the conversation is talking about overcoming challenges with starting a game, uh, starting a games as a service for a studio and kind of adjusting their roadmap to take player feedback into account. Mike Chapman goes on to talk about how Pirate Legend is more about the journey than the actual destination. And I know that's kind of a kind of a way to, to, to be PR-ish about uh, they're not being set lore or or not lore but uh, a, a narrative to kind of go down and having it be like an open world but they've always said that this is kind of an open world with uh quote-unquote soft tools to give players an opportunity to play the game the way they want to uh so he and he talks and, and, they, and they talk a lot about how some of the stories that have actually come from the community as a result of this and how it's really tried to or really kind of inspired them while also grounding them because, yeah, there's been a lot of praise for the game on how beautiful it looks, how much fun the, the, the gameplay is, but that the gameplay loop tends to get a bit repetitive and they are receptive to that and they are adjusting their roadmap to kind of make sure that we are getting content. So there, there was a little chat about some of the achievements that they've made as far as the number of people who have, have made friends in the game. I think when they checked it, checked it at launch, they talked about having over 500,000, about 500, over 500,000 people who used the make friends emote and then subsequently either were playing with each other or then played with each other as a result which is really kind of cool because it's it's more than just an emote i like doing it because it's like a, a quick little like tip of the hat to someone but i don't necessarily need to to use that as a function for making friends with them i can always search a person's name in the xbox app and add them later on too but it's cool to see that that 
because of the game, people are using the in-game tools to make new friends. And I've made a lot of new friends, uh, either through the podcast or just playing through the game. And that's been a lot of fun as well, too. Uh, they've also talked about some of the records they hit with Microsoft being a first-party game. That's really cool. Um, not so interesting as far as like the Sea of Thieves, but as a studio, that's something that they're committed to kind of making sure is out there. Uh, they also talk about how fun it is that they got Sean o Sean Astin to uh, uh, star in the Sea of Thieves promotional commercials, and I love this because to me, to me, the Goonies was was kind of what I wanted when I was a kid. Like I remember growing up and seeing seeing Goonies and thinking like God, that would be so awesome to go find this this kind of hidden thing on this island that was all from the past and I get to experience it and there's danger and there's adventure and there's uh, uh, just all this kind of cool stuff about like how they could possibly save the island from uh, being turned into a strip mall and you know the the museum and, and One-Eyed Willie and the fact that Sean, uh, Sean Astin was brought on and he was willing to do it. He's such a cool guy for doing this. I love him from the Goonies, from Frodo, from... Uh, um, from oh I'm blanking on the name of it with the 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 demi dog I can't think of what it's called uh stranger things okay I got it don't email me um but yeah I love seeing him do stuff and little 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 winks and nods to to Goonies was always really great so I love that there's been further confirmation that the ship captaincy and pets have been pushed back um I get it I understand why they did it. The idea being that only a small select number of, of the game population have actually gotten to Pirate Legend and that they would rather work harder on bringing more content for all players than something specific just to Legends. That being said, I'm really bummed out because I was really looking forward to what Rare had in mind when they talked about like Pirate Legends being out there and that people were like, people would see that ship and they would know. And now, granted, we already have the Pirate Legend ship customizations in the game, and that's cool. But there's nothing more interesting to me than a unique ship. Something that is different than what you would typically see out there, other than just a different color palette swap on the actual ship itself. Because most Pirate Legends are kind of running around with the... Either the Pirate Legends or the Rogue Sea Dog, which the color scheme is one of my favorites. It's the purple and the teal, something that I, I love with the Xbox controller, which I'll, I'll kind of talk a little bit about that later. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm bummed that we're not going to get the unique ships, the the Black Pearls, the Flying Dutchmans, the, the really cool looking ships that were supposed to come with the ship captaincy. Now... That's not to say that that stuff isn't going to be put in the game later. It's just not a focus right now. And with that, they also pushed back pets. And that was a bummer, too, because I was looking forward to having pets. I was looking forward to having a cat, and I was willing to spend the money to have a cat that would actually be my kind of pet. Something that I would love to kind of see, like, scampering around on deck while we're doing a fight or, you know, hopping on my shoulder as I'm jumping into the water to go onto an island or all that cool stuff that I just love with the, the whole pet concept because pirates do need pets. It's, it's, it's in our blood. We need parrots. We need uh, monkeys. We, <laughs> we need cats. We need all kinds of animals. A dog on an island running around trying to find the X marks a spot. That would be awesome. It would be so cool helping you dig out the chest once you hit it. Like you hit it and it's like, and it's like, and you get it. And then the dog's like, like, 
I'm like digging in there. It's just, it would be so cool. I would love that. I can't wait for that to come in the game. I'm glad that they're pushing more content out sooner and waited with bated breath to try and get these pets. So I realized, um, and I, and I can't remember if I talked about this a little bit ago, but just kind of touch on it real now that I realized while browsing their website that there is a huge lack of information regarding simple things about the game. Uh, it's it's hard to know what's true and what's false when you're actually out on the ocean and you're playing with other pirates. Uh, what I mean is is mostly like with the skeletons, like. If you're following, uh, if you're following all the videos that they're putting out, then you should be pretty well informed that ferns are more susceptible to swords and regenerate when in water. Goldies are more susceptible to blunderbuss, especially when wet, and shades are susceptible to light when it's dark. Uh, to to take damage but there's nowhere on the website that explains that there's nowhere on the website that explains the best ways to sail or the best ways to park or things that can let you know about identifying objects on the island during riddles like there's so much information in this game that is passed down from player to player and that's great. It's kind of like being on the on the, the, the schoolyard with your buddies talking about where the energy tanks in Metroid are or how to defeat a dungeon in Zelda or, you know, what what's the point of the Scatullas in Ocarina of Time or the best way to frag someone in Halo. There's so much information that is disseminated from pirate to pirate, and it's not all accurate. And I really wish that there was a resource available outside the game, because inside the game it would be kind of hectic to try and add that much UI into the game to kind of say what's going on when you do it. We have very little UI in the game, and I do appreciate that, because it really makes the game immersive and beautiful. But having tools outside on the website are really going to make a big difference on whether or not players are getting proper information. Not everyone has time to go digging through Reddit, through forums, through videos, through YouTube, to be able to get this information. And there really needs to be something up front on the website that actually explains this as well, too. So... Please put something out there that gives pirates that are just starting a basis for information on what to expect in the game so that they don't get the wrong information and then spread that because misinformation is the most dangerous thing you can have about this game because when people learn that it's not working the way they expect it because of bad information, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to put their controller down and they're not going to want to come back. But if you have good information, then everyone can help each other. And I'm dealing with this with other games as well, too. Heroes of the Storm is having a big problem right now with having uh, not enough information in the game to be able to understand how to properly draft, how to properly deal with maps, how to deal with certain comps, how to deal with certain heroes. So it's not just rare. It's all companies across the board not always having as much information as there should be for the player base in an easy access point for for people to be able to go to to say okay well this is exactly how it is because this is coming from the company themselves and it's not reliant on the backs of other outlets or in game to try and have people tell other people because other people will have opinions and those opinions are opinions they may not necessarily be based on fact it may be something based on experience and that's not always a good way to figure out how things work in the game please okay moving on
Have I gotten on my soapbox long enough? I, I, I can't tell if I've been on my soapbox long enough. Anyway, moving on to the next little bits about the podcast. Uh, Mike casually mentions that there will be a release in May and a release in June. And that, that uh, wait, what? Release in June? Does that mean that cursed sales are actually going to be coming sooner than I originally thought? Ooh, I hope so. I really hope so. They talked about having some weekly events. I wonder if weekly really means two. Or maybe it means three. But I would really like to know if that was just kind of uh, throwing that out there, just to kind of say that, you know, content's coming, or if he actually meant that we're going to be getting the Hungering Deep in May and then the Cursed Sales in June and then maybe the Forbidden forbidden Shores. Yeah, Forbidden Shores. Sorry, I had a brain fart right there. If the Forbidden Shores are coming in July, because that would definitely open up the back end of the year for the next three content jobs. Especially if they say that they're going to have weekly update or weekly uh, content things going on during the rest of the, the, the time in between content drops. So curious about that. Uh, let's see. They are still working on bringing matchmaking with public and private slots available as well as players with and without microphones. Thank you. Glad to hear that. Uh, some little things that I've noticed in the game are um, small changes. Skeletons are starting to get tired of blue bandanas, and they're starting to expand their wardrobe. So you might see some different skeletons out there with some green or some pink or some red. So nothing's changed about them. They're still the same old bandana pirates. They just maybe wanted to have a little variety in their day-to-day -day experiences. So don't think anything of it. They're still the same guys. You kill them the same ways, but they just may have some different colors about them. Uh... Shades now have red eyes, and it terrifies me. So thanks for crawling deep into my psyche and giving me another reason to be afraid of shades because it wasn't bad enough that I couldn't hit them unless there was light and they ran fast. Now they've got red eyes, and they scare the bejesus out of me. Uh, weapon skins are still a little buggy. Um, hitting Goldies. Hitting Goldies, actually, with a sword now has a really cool kind of camera effect indicating that it's kind of like the, the metal on metal kind of like twang like you see it and it, everything kind of vibrates a little bit that was really cool I, and, and maybe this is just me but I feel like skeletons seem to be popping up a little bit more on islands now I'm not pirate legend so they shouldn't be popping up all the time but I, I kind of feel like, and, I, and I've had this experience uh, with other people, and they've said the same thing, that they, they've kind of noticed that sharks and skeletons seem to be on the rise. And I don't know if this is them just kind of balancing out the game, or if this is something that's maybe leading up to something that could be coming out soon, Hungering Deep Mermaids. But it's interesting, and definitely adds a little more... Uh, excitement to the islands when I actually get on them. So uh, I think that's it as far as the podcast and then my soapbox rants. Um, things that I picked up. So the last thing on today's docket, I've talked a lot about things that I want changed in the games, things that I've enjoyed. Let's talk about some of the stuff that I actually picked up. So back in March, I ordered the signed art book and it's been April and I haven't gotten it yet. And I actually got a nice little email from the company that is publishing this and, and sending it out that there was a delay, but I'm going to be getting a little special something that's not on the store because of the delay and i can't wait to find out what that is i don't know what it could be but there's also some new merch in the store the twitter account posted a new photo of some of the stuff that's coming out and man these guys 
really know how to get money out of me because I, I saw the navy blue shirt that has the Be More Pirate with the logo that I use for Keelhauled in the middle. And I just, I, I stopped what I was doing and I threw more money down in, into that well because holy cow, uh, it looks amazing. And having the blue, or not the blue, the green and red Reaper's Mark shirt that's black is already really awesome. And I love that. I'd love to have all of it, to be honest. If I could get that, that'd be great. I don't think I can afford the shipping though. But I ordered the new shirt, and there's some really good merch in there, especially uh, the white shirts that say Pirate Legend. Definitely go check it out. You might find something that you actually like. Uh, I also got my Xbox controller stand in from the Microsoft Store. So if you have the Microsoft Sea of Thieves Xbox controller, I definitely, if you can get a hold of this and you can drop the 50 bucks on it, the controller stand comes with a battery charger. Um and a ferryman's backing so that it, it still retains that kind of ferryman uh, logo on the back of the battery case and it charges it and it presents it in such a beautiful way it is aesthetically pleasing to the eye that i cannot convey in words at this time but it is probably one of the most beautiful things i i have ever seen it is it sits on my desk and it stares at me and says logan you've made a good choice this is wonderful i can't tell you how much i love you letting me be here staring at you not getting used and i'm like you know i really love the keyboard and mouse but i just got to touch this thing for a little bit it's so amazing of a controller but glad that that finally came in if you want to see photos of it feel free to head over to my twitter account over at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Uh, I, I took some photos. I posted those up. And then I saw some other folks like, um, uh, uh, oh, I just forgot. Anyway, I, I saw other people posting photos of theirs coming in too. So it's really cool. And I also got the Edge magazine with the Sea of Thieves cover with the gold embossed cover. And it has a really nice inlay. Really beautiful. So glad to see that. I'm going to dig through the uh, magazine, see if there's any little tidbits that haven't been uncovered yet. I doubt it because it's been out for the UK for a little bit and people have seen it, but it's nice to kind of have. It's it's just another thing I'm going to add to my Sea of Thieves merchants or merchandise, and I'm looking forward to maybe what else comes out over the years. Maybe Hot Topic will start carrying some of the stuff and I can get some wallets or pop vinyls. I would, oh man, some pop vinyls with uh, Sea of Thieves stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd, I'd go for that. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know where I went just then. Anyway, that's going to do it for me, folks. I hope you had a good time. I'm really looking forward to talking with you. If you want to reach out to me, again, I'm going to let you know right now. All the links for this stuff is actually in the show notes as well, too. Hit me up. Email C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. On Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can also hit me up in the Discord. The, the link is going to be in there. I checked into getting a vanity Discord link. That takes a lot. I'm not popular enough for that. So anyway, I got a regular Discord link. It's going to be in the show notes. So come over there. Come talk to me. I look forward to sailing with you in the future. <laughs>